Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Shop amazing specials now while supplies last at Macy's Gifts You'll Love to Give sale. Like great deals on coats for him and her from Calvin Klein, Ann Klein, and more top designers. Just $100 and under. Save big on handbags and wallets, now 40% off. And create a cozy retreat at home with 70% off warm throws and flannel bedding from Martha Stewart Collection. Now through Thursday at Macy's. Plus, get $10 in Macy's money for every $50 spent. Up to $40 Macy's money. and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I am here with my friend and publicist, a go-go, Jeanette Rizik. Jeanette, thank you for being with us today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I think this is actually the first time that we have had someone in PR on the podcast, so I'm excited to hear your inside scoop and all the tips and tricks um, for our audience, which happens to be a lot of entrepreneurs and wantrepreneurs. So why don't you start by giving us just a little bit of background on you and the company? Yeah, so um, I've been working in PR for, gosh, almost 18 years now, and um, I started first half of my career in agency life, um, really focused on media relations and integrated marketing communications and, um, you know, really honed in on um, integrating public relations and media relations into all of the um, overall marketing mix. Um, And that really helped me um, get to the point where I was, when I was ready to go out on my own, really understand how to partner with the brands and clients that I work with. Um, so that of the big brands that you've worked with, because I think that the audience would be very excited to hear some of the bigger brands. I mean, you have been in this world a long time. You've been out on your own for a while, but can you, are you allowed to talk about some of the brands you've worked with? Yeah. Um, well, so um, after 11 years in agency life, <laughs> um, I went to work for Whole Foods Market. So that's a pretty big brand that you guys have probably heard of. And, um, and, and I've really spent a lot of time within that world of natural health and wellness, but also a lot of restaurants um, and restaurant chains like Panera Bread, Z Pizza, um, other big brands I've worked with, Patagonia. Um, so, um, but, you know. Just a little your pedigree, you know, helpful for the audience to understand context in terms of your skill set and level of expertise within the PR world. Because I think there's a lot of, and I, you and I have had this conversation, there's a lot of PR yeah. bullshit out there. And I want to just make sure that the audience knows, like, your pedigree is insane in this world. So the things that you're going to tell us are, I'm, re- I'm really excited to hear because I think I'm going to learn Aww, a little bit from you Oh, thank you, you well. so much. That's so sweet of you to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that my experience you know, working in agency and in-house and, you know, really starting from a background of straight 
media relations, which is like pitching the press stories on small clients, but also to big, you know, larger clients and larger brands. It's really given me a well-rounded perspective um, from both like the side of reaching out to press and understanding how to like craft stories that are really going to catch their interest. Um, Then also the other side, when you're working with really big brands um, and sometimes small too, but um, those that are really known, you know, it's really learning how to manage a lot of issues and crisis and, um, you know, figuring out how to quickly address things that come up. Um, Because when you're working with larger and especially publicly traded companies, um, you know, issues are bound to come up and that's, that's also a big part of the job. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's start with the kind of a higher level perspective because PR gets a bad rap. Marketing gets a bad rap too, but PR, I feel like special, especially gets a bad rap. Why do you think that is? Oh, I, well, (laughs) there's a few reasons. I think what you said, um, earlier that, you know, there's a lot of fluff out there and I think PR gets a bad rap because I think a lot of people, um, a lot of publicists don't necessarily take the time to really understand um, the right journalists to reach out to. Um, mm. I think that... Well, they don't, and, and as a result, they don't deliver, right? I think that yeah. to your point, it's about crafting a narrative and making sure that... And I always say this when people ask if we do PR, I tell them no, because PR is such a specialized relationship-driven industry. And so if you don't have those relationships, it's going to be really challenging for you to get placements. And I, I think that a lot of publicists take on the work because they're hungry for the for the for the cash, which I understand, but then yeah. they don't they don't deliver because they don't know how to craft a message or how to take that message to the right audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think it's partially I think crafting the right message is really important and making sure that um that you're you've really aligned that with the brand, like that they're especially if it's a it's if it's a newer brand, um you know, they need to feel really solid in that first too. But then the other piece of it is um, finding the right journalist or finding the right Mm -hmm. media partners to connect with, because you could have the most compelling story in the world, but, you know, it's not going to be of interest to everyone. So part of what we do that I think, and part of the, one of the fun parts of PR is sort of figuring out the best way to connect the dots. So like, even if you don't have a relationship with a certain reporter, you know, you do the research and you find the right person. And because it's really, it's really like you're sort of the matchmaker between the brand and, and the media when you're doing media relations. So you want to find, you know, that person or that, you know, that media outlet that is going to be right for the story. And so I think that's a really big be right on both sides is what you're saying, right? Right. Say that again. It's got to be right on both sides. I think a lot what a lot of publicists do that are you know in that and the ones that get the bad rap they do these like blanket blasts exactly and they don't have anything to do with the publication or 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 on brand in any way shape or form and they just think it's a volume game and really it's about it's about deep relationships and like you said crafting the right message to the right audience at the right time. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think that people. Yeah, I think that people, um, you know, they're so sometimes publicists are so hungry to get just coverage that they just, you know, they'll blast out an email or a pitch to 
500 people. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's good to do that. Like if you're sending out a press release and you have a, a piece of news that needs to reach a huge audience. Um, but and if the headline's really bold and everyone can get it from right. that one last, right? Right, right, exactly. But the majority of the time, it's about really connecting those dots to find the right, you know, the right um, journalist or media outlet for the story. Um, and then and then really focusing on those, like, you know, maybe instead of sending it to 500 people, you know, there's 50 people that you really want to connect with and build relationships with about a certain topic or story or brand. So um, about quality, not quantity. Exactly. It's about quality, not quantity. And then when you hear from media about, you know, what bothers them or why they, you know, why they are annoyed by PR people, it's because of that. It's because that they're not, well, these are the things I hear, like they're either not responsive, um, mm. which, you know, I think that can be a relief for some PR people out there. Um, but also that, um, you know, they're giving the, they're giving them information that is irrelevant to what they cover. So, and you'll see that like on, you know, any, any type of like PR um, media feedback sites like muckrake or things like that. Or you see people posting about it on Twitter, like worst PR pitch of the day, you know, things like that. So um you know, I think I've had, I think I've done a pretty good job of being mindful of that throughout, throughout my career. And I think part of that is just um, that I enjoy the process of figuring out like who's, who's the best person to talk to about this. And I'm, I'm, you know, curious about that. <laughs> um, whereas I don't know that, um, you know, I don't know that everyone is um, or that people aren't like, Sometimes like people just miss, you know, they, they just miss the mark. Um, and my favorite is when someone sends me a pitch. Cause you know, I have the in column for years and now we've got the podcast and a couple other platforms. Yeah. So I get pitched all the time. And my favorite is when it's either a totally generic, like, Hey, and I know that you're, you're just saying that cause you don't know who I am or right. when they call my name wrong, I'm like, delete. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's hilarious to me. Yeah. We're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk through some of the best practices that startups can do now to get some PR awareness. So stay tuned. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. I hate Tom's Tulip Shop. It just smells so flowery. Like we're good at your flower shop. You don't need to remind us. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. I needed a fake plant. They don't sell fake plants. Thanks for nothing, Tom. And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. Then he says, have a great day. Uh, I'll decide what kind of day to have. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers.
Hi guys, thanks for staying tuned in with us. You're watching or listening rather to the Elevate Your Brand podcast. And I'm here with my friend and one of LA's top publicists, Jeanette Rizik. Jeanette, we were just talking about um, some of the like worst things that we've heard in PR land, <laughs> getting names wrong, like not being really targeted. Um, and I now I want to flip the script and I want the listeners to come away with some best practices. So can you talk us through kind of start to finish how you craft a message, how you target, you know, just give us some of the high level best practices. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. Um, and I think this could be especially helpful for startups, um, or newer brands that are just kind of dipping their toe in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, one thing I think it's really important is to, is to really hone in on, all of your other marketing assets first. So, you know, you want to make sure the website is up and running smoothly. Um, and, you know, you've worked out, you know, what you're doing in digital marketing and paid search, if it's an online company and, you know, a lot of the other elements. Um, and, and also really hone in on your messaging and your story. So you're starting with your brand um, and, you know, that, and that flows through to your website, your social media channels, you know, you want all of that aligned. And then once that's aligned, then you can start reaching out to press and influencers. Um, can you stop for a second and talk about why it's so important that the other pieces are aligned first? Because I think a lot of people think if I just had PR, my life would be turned around and my business would be profitable and yada, yada. Oh. But you're saying just like the brand, which I totally, totally agree with. But can you share with the audience why that's so critical? Yeah, that is such that is such an important point. Um, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, it's really because PR is, it's a brand, it's a brand building tactic, right? It creates brand awareness and it amplifies your brand. So if it's not, you can say elevate. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> elevate. What am I saying? <laughs> it elevates you there. <laughs> um, and, but you know, if you're, if not all elements are in alignment, you're not going to have as much impact. So you want all of those elements working together for maximum impact. And PR is part of that. PR is really powerful in that, you know, in that setup because you're getting third party credibility for your brand. But, um, but, you know, when clients are looking at it as a savior or as something that's going to drive marketing, it just, it's just not going to work as well because um, it's not, you know, it's part of the an element of not just a be all end all. Exactly. I think is the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with you. I think it's a lot like dating, right? So if you yeah. walked into a bar to meet someone on a first date and they dressed like terribly and they had ripped clothes and um, they forgot your name or they didn't make a reservation, you know, these are all of the kind of back end brand things that you're kind of uh, alluding to. Right. And the data be the PR moment, right? The opportunity to get in front of someone that might change your life, right? right but right. if all the other elements are broken, then that's never going to be the person you marry, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy. Yeah. So once they've built all of the other channels and they know that PR, well, let's, let me ask that question, actually. When is PR the right conversation to be having? Well, I think it really depends on what's happening with the brand. So in an ideal world, it's happening once you, you know, if it's, if you're a startup, you know, you've gotten the website up, you've gotten <clears throat> your story, your brand story down, you know, the design is in a good place and you're ready to really launch. That's a good time. And, you know, it takes a few weeks to a month to start 
you know, to get prep materials ready. And so I think that, you know, you want to do it in conjunction with the other elements. And then, you know, if it's an established brand or um, a company that's been around for a long time, um, PR is, you know, it's when you have major news announcements, but it's also keeping your brand in the news in between those major news announcements. But just going back to best practices, I think once you have all that in place, a good place to start is when I, like I mentioned before about research and Mm -hmm. finding the right people, it's really goes to like crafting a media list and figuring out, you know, like who, who do we, who's the best, who are the best outlets to tell this story? You know, is it, is this like a grocery store opening in LA Mm -hmm. and we're going to be focused on, you know, the Los Angeles media outlets, or is it, you know, a new um, vitamin that's launching nationally and it has distribution and, you know, a bunch of stores and we're trying to get like major lifestyle and wellness online editors to cover it. So, you know, it's figuring out, um, you know, on the media side, like who do we want to share this news with? Um, And then also on the influencer side, like which influencers really align with the the values of the, of the brand and um, would be interested, would be interested in hearing the news first. So I think that's important. And then also then crafting your materials. So whether it be the press release or pitches. Run through the, the tip, different materials. Cause I think, again, it's another big fallacy. A lot of brands are like, oh, I'm just going to hire a publicist and my life's going to be wonderful. <laughs> so once you are a publicist, you still have to work through all the marketing materials and make sure that those are super dialed before the reach outs even start. So can you talk us through what the, um, what the, the different kinds of assets people need to make sure they have? Yeah, that's a really, that's also a really important one because you're right. I think, totally. I think, people forget that, you know, it takes a lot of work just to create the assets so that you can reach out to press. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the things are um, a press release about major news. That's an obvious one. Um, and then also pitches and pitch angles. So when I say pitch angles, I mean, like, um, what I like to ask clients is, you know, what would be, what are some of your dream headlines? And maybe even looking at, mm-hmm. yeah, and maybe even looking at the competitors um, and the story angles that are being covered about them and really coming up with like different, you know, different topics that you would like to see covered by the media. So pitch angles, press release pitches. You also want bios from the company founders and any experts that they might be affiliated with. Um, images are super important. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. Mind. yeah, images are super critical too, because sometimes you're going to add them into a press release. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes they'll just be in the press kit overall. Like there's a million different right. ways to craft these different assets, but you have to have the the um, the basics of the assets first, which include that the bios, the headshots, the images of the product, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. And you also want the, you want images of the product um, you also want samples available of the product too. So um, sometimes I've seen, I work with a lot of newer food and beverage brands and, you know, they're, they're really excited and raring to go on PR, but then like, they're still trying to get their product produced. So they might not have samples ready and it's like, okay, well maybe we should wait until you have enough product that you can at least fill your orders and have at least 50 extra to send to press before we really start pitching, you know? 
Right. Nothing worse than getting, getting a journalist excited about a story and then yeah. not being able to follow through on that. And it makes you look bad as the publicist. It means that they probably might not listen to you the next time you have something that you think would be a good fit for them because they'll be like, no, Jeanette, Jeanette was bullshit. She asked me for a story. She couldn't get me the product. I, right. I don't I'm not gonna deal with her. Right. right. Yeah. 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 That's so true. And that, I think that's another best practice is really understanding the timing, um, mm. which means that sometimes it might take a little bit longer, but that's okay. Because Entrepreneurs love hearing that, don't they? <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> it's like, no, we want this now. It's like, okay, but trust me, you don't want to open a restaurant, have it written about in a major news outlet. And then when you have a line around the door, can't serve the people the food because they're not ready, you know? Right. That's definitely a red flag on, 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 in client land. On the marketing side too, I think we, um, we often, it's, it's a really hard balance, right? Between the right clients and having the right clients that also trust that you are the expert and you can get them to the end result that they want to see. So I think it's really important that from our side, yeah. on the service side, that we pick the right clients as well. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, I've definitely talked to some brands where they're really interested, they want to do PR and I just but they might not be ready for it. So I would say come back. Um, and and this is especially true for startups, I think, too, because they really kind of want to wait until you're ready and invest in other marketing elements first, sometimes, and a lot of the times before, before investing in PR, um, because, and we talked about this a little bit already, it's just, it really is important to have those other assets that are going to be driving sales in place and really solid first, um, most of the time, you know, there's always like, you know, if it's something that's incredibly innovative and, mm-hmm. um, a pre-launch exclusive and something tech related, or, you know, something there's yeah, always exactly. an exception. For sure. Yeah. Um, we're going to take another really quick break. And when we come back, I want to get really, really tactical so that startups listening and can, uh, can start to work on their marketing and then understand when it's time to call you. So stick around. We'll be right back. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. I'm giving Jeb's basement renovations one star. He kept asking me what's behind the walls down there. I'm like, why? What, what do you know? No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. And then he's like, you can trust me with the job. And I'm all like, trust? <laughs> and while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. Yeah, he charged me less than he said he would, which is... Lying. Get a quote online today at progressivecommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third party insurers. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with us. If you're just tuning in, I am sitting down with one of LA's premier publicists, Jeanette Rizik. And Jeanette was just giving us some of like the do's and don'ts around um, PR and how businesses can understand when they're ready. And one of the big takeaways and something that we talk to our clients about all the time is that they have to have all their other assets in a row to um, to be able to go out and build those relationships in PR. Um, so let's say that they've built all of their assets. They're really ready to go. What does the next step look like with someone like you? So the next step would be to, again, um, 
go back to the media list and um that's the magic that you sprinkle on top really because you built those relationships over long periods of time right yep yeah for the most part or or it's new people that um that really fit within the brand and would be interested in hearing the news so um you know it depends on it depends on if the brand is launching for the first time or if they're if they've been around for a little while and they're launching a product. Um, something that I like to do is talk to press on background and kind of give them a preview prior to making a major announcement. And sometimes you can even send something, send some information out to, and you'd probably want to do this with someone you have a relationship with, but um, you know maybe get their feedback on, hey, what do you think of this story? You know, you've got the elements lined up and now you're ready to kind of like, like, for example, if it was an app that was launching, you know, you might choose like three to five top journalists and set up some time to go over the app over the phone and give them a demo of how it works and what it is and, and get their thoughts on it, you know, prior to sending out a press release. And when you're, when you are officially up and running and ready to launch, then you might be able to time that with a story coming out with those people, those select people that you've spoken to, and then also the press release going out. So you kind of have this cascade effect of, you know, the story um, with the top journalists or the key journalists that are interested in getting this news, the press release, which is going out to a much larger audience. And then that can also align with your other marketing efforts like social media and email newsletters and blog posts and things like that. I couldn't agree more. I love it. It's I, I've never heard anyone say it quite like that. The, sca- the cascading uh, nature of PR is so important. It, I, we call it the groundswell, but it's the same conversation, which is really that it's all about right. timing. Right, right. It's all about timing. And I think it's, you know, working so that all the elements of paid, earned, and owned really work together to really, you know, have a huge impact for you. Absolutely. And your business. Now, a lot of people have asked the question, is the press release dead? What is your What are your thoughts on that? Oh, so I love this question. <laughs> um, actually, I think no. Um, I think people like, people don't like reading long things. So you probably don't want a press release that's longer than one page. Um, yep. But um, Cision's, Incision is a media database that most PR professionals use. Um, They just recently came out with their 2020 um, media report. And basically it's like an overview on feedback from many journalists around the country. And their number one source of information that they like to receive is through a press release. So that might sound old school, um, but the reason why I like press releases is because it's your information. So it's like, you can put out an accurate piece of information about your company and your brand in, in one page. And there really isn't another medium to do that. Um, and I, I think a lot of press really find that helpful because it's easy for them. They can look at it and, you know, very quickly understand what you're trying to say. It's little bits and bites about the story. So I think there's two important things there. One, it's ease of use for the journalists, right? They get the information that they need in these very digestible pieces. And two, Mm -hmm. it's about you as the brand or as the publicist for the brand really controlling the narrative. And I actually think a third piece, which um, 
which people don't talk about enough, which is the SEO component. Because the truth is, if you're pushing these out on like a PR newswire or any of the other wire sources, right. um, they are blasting this out basically on your behalf to as many publications that are getting it picked up as possible. So the backlinks yes. um, nature of that is also extremely valuable, especially for new startup brands. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that that ties into what we've been talking about the cascade effect and the groundswell is, you know, when you're working, when you're integrating all of these elements, um, you want that SEO. You not, you not only want the news to go out um, and have control of the narrative, but you also want all the additional benefits of, you know, the search that the search and the links that come up as a result of posting a press release on the wire or sending it out to to a large group that are then going to pick it up. Um, so yeah, I do have a caveat to that though. I've seen I've seen some brands and companies do some really cool creative things when they make major announcements or different stunts. And you know, there's not it's not like there's not a hard and fast like you need to have this press release. Um, I just think it's a really useful tool that goes along with everything else that you're doing. Um, yeah. So I agree with that. I don't think it's the be all end all, but I do think, like you said, it's a tool to have in your toolbox and there's a lot of different aspects of it that, that will support the brand. Um, let alone the fact that when it does get picked up, and I think this is a failure that I see with a lot of brands that are kind of trying to do their own PR or that just don't have enough knowledge and understanding is that they then don't take those hits that they've gotten in the post right. or the times or whatever and make those into graphics that live on their website, right. that live on their social channels. It's about yes. leveraging these opportunities on as yes, many platforms. Exactly. As yeah. Possible. And, and again, um, when you're building a brand, you want that consistency of message. So mm-hmm. a press release allows you to do that. So, you know, sometimes clients will say, well, this is just a press release pickup. And it's like, well, yeah, it is, but that's, you know, that's the best. I mean, especially if it, if a journalist writes a story and basically copies and pastes from it. I mean, that's exactly what you wanted to say because you wrote that press release about your brand. So, you know, to get out consistent messaging over and over and over again, that helps build the brand. And so it's one of the best tools that we have to do that. Yeah. I didn't actually think about it like that, but that makes so much sense. Like people might get like at its core, it kind of doesn't make sense. Someone just picked it up and they just copy pasted. But the truth is that that's exactly what you want. Because like you said, that's you controlling the exact, like they're literally using your brand right. words to explain <laughs> the message of the brand. Right. Think about it like that. It's brilliant. Yeah. Right. So, oh my gosh, we only have about a minute left. This one's so fast. I know. Um, I want to one more major question, which is like the dollars and cents of it, because I know there's like a vast world of budgets for PR. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a different you know, price for local versus national versus global. And I know that you, it's a, depends on the size of the scale of the brand, but um, can you give us like a range ish? Is that a, is that a question that you can even answer without knowing a brand? Cause I know that that's the number one question that we get in PR land mm. all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think it re- I mean, it's a really hard question to answer because it really depends on the product. I mean the, the project and the scope of work, but um you know, I would say that I would say that brands could expect to spend 150 to 175 per hour for a pub, like a freelance publicist mm-hmm. or um, an agency that would translate into 
some form of a of a monthly retainer. So um, I'm not sure how helpful that is, but that's what I. I usually say for national coverage, I mean, for local coverage, you're going to spend like around 5K a month for national coverage, anywhere from 10 to 15 and for global 20 plus. That's kind of the ranges that I give. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Right? Um, and yeah, of course, I think that does sound down depending on if you're going after print, if you're going after just listicle. I mean, it depends on, like you said, the what is the narrative, what is the conversation, and who are you talking to, and how frequently. So there's a lot of ifs in there, guys. So don't just take this in front of it. But um, but I think that the the hourly rate is totally fair. And um, look, if you get a, a hit in a major publication, it could have massive impact for your brand, and that is the value of PR, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, we are going to wrap things up, but any last words? Um, how can people get in touch with you? And then any last kind of ahas about the value of PR? Yeah, um, I would just say that um, PR is a great way to really tell your story and it's an opportunity to um, really hone in on the message that you're trying to share about your brand. And when you're doing that, stay authentic to the values and to the integrity and um, and you'll find the right people to share your story with. Um, and people can reach me on LinkedIn. I think that's probably the best way. Um, and just my name, Jeanette Rizik. <laughs> um, and I'd be happy to answer any questions or give any feedback. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. Thanks for being on this. Jeanette does like a 30 minute consult with any brands that need a little bit of support right now to help her, to help you elevate your brand into PR land. So I think uh, if you are in CPG land and you're launching a product or you're looking to grow into a new market, Jeanette is definitely the right woman to call. So Jeanette, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. I always have such a blast talking to you. Oh, you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, for those of you tuning in, thanks as always for listening and stay tuned for more Elevate Your Brand coming up next. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. Betterhelp.com save. Got it. Do not hire Franklin and Sons Electrical. The guy told me he'd shrink my monthly bill, and I'm like, dude, it's too small to read as it is. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. Then he's like, where's the circuit breaker? I'm like, bro, I didn't break anything. And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. He told me I had a blown fuse. Uh, it's called a short fuse, and yes, I do have one, so watch yourself. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers.